Welcome to the Ballpark Hunter podcast. I'm your host, Mark Fiquez, regional correspondent for the website Stadium Journey, the leader in ballpark reviews. With me today is a fellow Hoosier, Sarah Rowe of Rowe and Stitch, and she has a, a unique task of taking old baseball gloves and turning them into wallets. And she can also do that with some other uh, leather products. And we're going to talk about that today. So, Sarah, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. No problem. Now, Sarah said she was a little bit nervous. That's okay. <laughs> if you ever feel like you just have to take a, a time out, just let me know and we'll edit that in post-production. I have my <laughs> but, water right here. <laughs> yeah, have your water. I told her to take a little uh, take a little shot of bourbon on the side. That kind of makes me feel nice. But uh, <laughs> everybody, ha- everybody does a little differently. So, Sarah... Uh, I'm fascinated by this aspect of like, I'm a big baseball fan. So, you know, having a baseball glove wallet or would be my type of thing to have. So when I initially talked to you about this, uh, you had zero experience whatsoever in leather making. It's just something that you picked up watching YouTube. Is that correct? Yeah. I, uh, I got COVID and COVID. literally never thought about leather, never thought about leather tools, didn't even think about how people made things out of leather. Um, And for whatever reason, a video popped up on my YouTube um, by a maker called Little King Goods. And I have been hooked ever since. So um, a few thousand dollars later, I have a bunch of tools (laughs) and a bunch of leather and all kinds of mitts. I I think I have about, I want to say a hundred baseball mitts right now and a bucket of balls um baseballs okay Uh, I have footballs I have shoes that people have sent me um to make wallets out of that they've they've sent me shoes like sneakers they're sneaker heads um so they collect shoes and they've sent Nike shoes that were their kids and their kids have outgrown the shoes so I've made wallets for them out of them. Um, and then like someone sent me this shoe. I think it's an Air Max. Nice. Yeah. Because they lost the other one. So I've not done anything with that yet, but I think I'll throw it on one of the wallet drops that I do on Twitter. Now that uh, Air Max shoe, can you make a wallet out of it or just partial wallet? Uh, a wallet. You okay. can do a wallet out of it. You can do yeah. a whole wallet. Okay. Yeah. So- all right. So YouTube, you had COVID. How long from getting that light bulb in your head? Like, Hey, I'd like to make, I'd like to look into leather making before you started doing something and, and did it, was it wallets or were you constructing something else out of leather? So when I first started, I didn't really know what I was going to make. Okay. Um, the first thing that popped in my head was a watch band. <laughs> okay. That's what I, that's like the only thing that I really thought about at the time. Um, so I started in January buying tools of this year. And then I made like a little wallet. I made a watch band. I have one on right now. Um, so I started off with that. And then in March of this year, a friend, uh, my friend Brad reached out to me and he was like, Hey, can you make a wallet out of a baseball mitt? And I was like, Hmm. I don't know. Let me try. So I did that and things just kind of blew up from there. And I've been so busy since, and I know I'm not the only one doing this. 
Um, there are other makers, but for whatever reason, people really like the design I have. So it's, it's, it's exciting. Well, I mean, we have seen baseball bats being modeled as uh, pint glasses these days. So <laughs> anything you I've can do with, that. yeah. And you know what? I've tried drinking beer out of that. It's not that enjoyable. You know, <laughs> it's like, like this is, yeah, I, I'm not digging it, but you know, it's nice to have in your collection of your favorite team. Yeah. Um, so now when you first made uh, a product out of leather, was it something that you showed off to your friends or did somebody say, oh my goodness, where'd you get that? That's you made that like, were they stunned? Were they complimentary? Honestly, I think they were blown away. I, when I first started talking about it, they were, they were just like leather. They weren't really, they couldn't picture it because I hadn't <laughs> made anything yet. They, I just like showed them my tools and my knives and all that. Um, so my first thing I was painting on the leather. I never even knew you could paint on leather with Angelus paint, but you mm. can, and it actually stays. I was like, what kind of paint can actually stick to leather? I don't know any of this. So the fact that it stuck and I made a wallet out of it, um, it was pretty neat. And I think I blew people away with that in my family and they were like, oh, cool. And then I started making the shoe wallets. And that's when people are like, you can literally make anything out of, if it's leather, you could upcycle it into anything so i was like yeah i guess so so um i yeah. think i kind of blew them away with the upcycling thing mm. yeah i tell you it's uh i'm sure your friends are saying hey did you hear about sarah she's making leather products <laughs> i swear to god uh i had a buddy uh ross and ross worked nine to five really cool guy was always into some adventures and he had an, a friend of a friend had a neighbor that was in the beekeeping well this is what the guy does now he's a beekeeper just really? quit his job. His wife's a nurse. He appears on local television in Indianapolis. You might have seen him. He's always talking about bees and how to care for them. And he'll put up a bee box in your backyard to, you know, permeate the uh, the area. And you're just shocked that somebody became this type of profession. So it happens. That's awesome. It happens. You know, Ross Harding, give him a shout out. Hardwood honey. He also makes honey hardwood honey it's really good honey but never gives me a discount oh <laughs> always charges me full price if you ever go to kaplinger's uh fish market it, he sells it in there and, and some of the uh farmers markets around the area so yeah it's nice. i'll have to check them out check them out it's almost like this uh this passion and and now is it a full-time gig for you or is this a hobby that's kind of becoming... i call it i call it my second job yes <laughs> My, uh, my boss right now, is, she keeps telling me, she's like, you, you have a full-time job. <laughs> I was like, I know, I know. I know. Um, I'm too scared to leave my full-time job um, and pursue this financially. I mean, I, I feel like I would be okay, but the security just kind of scares me. I, I'm sure other makers understand what I'm saying. Um, I'm sure if you were to, I don't know if this is your full-time gig, um, but I'm sure you kind of would stress oh, no. out if you were to leave your full-time job and, and pursue this because the security blanket, yeah, no, you know, no, I, retirement I, and all that. No, you're absolutely, no, I'm a teacher full-time. I teach, yeah. I'm a special ed teacher. And yeah, this would be great if it was a full-time job because I also write for Stadium Journey. I have a YouTube page, Ballpark Hunter. I record videos of, of baseball stadiums. Now I have people going out and recording stuff for me that I get to edit. Uh, but nice. yeah, it doesn't pay the bills yet. I mean, people make money off of YouTube and I have not made that money yet. You have to have a thousand subscribers, which I do have. 
and then you have to get up to 4,000 watch hours, which not quite there yet. So, You'll get there. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just slow and steady, slow and steady. And, you know, uh, it be, you know, I've known people that retire from their jobs, quit their jobs to do full-time YouTube. Wow. How much money are you making? <laughs> um, like I'm so thinking that's incredible. The last, yeah, the last few wallet drops I've done, I've made a couple thousand uh, per wallet drop. A couple thousand. Yeah, close oh, to a few thousand per wallet drop. Okay. Um, so it's been pretty nice. That's nice. That's nice money. And how long does it take you to make a wallet? And how much does it cost per wallet? So it's so hard to answer this question because the mitts can vary. I so the cheapest I found a mitt was free if someone has given it to me. Um, nice. But the cheapest that I have found um, was 50 cents. And I turned it around and made $500 off of it. Oh my by goodness. Making, yeah. By making two wallets out of it. So, but again, it varies. It depends on the shape the mitt is in. So if something's chewed up on it, then I've got to look at other parts of it. If the patch is, is messed up, I've got to think about what I can do with that mitt and what style, because there's different templates um, that I use. So I have to kind of have that all in play when I'm designing a wallet. And then you say people will send you a wallet, like somebody my age. Hey, this is my glove from when I was a kid. and I don't use it anymore, but it has you know, so-and-so signature on it. Yeah. Make me a have, wallet uh, or that is showcased. Yeah, I have uh, three mitts coming in the mail this week from two different people. Um, and they're wanting, so it's like a, a dad sending in their, their father's mitt and they want two or three wallets made out of one. So I'll work with them and tell them like how much I can gather out of that mitt and what styles I can make. So I might be able to get two or three wallets out of it, but they might be different styles to get them that quantity out of that mitt. Cause I mix the, I mix the, um, the mitt. I keep wanting to say wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I mix the mitt leather with new leather too so like one pocket might be new leather and then the okay. other might be yeah. mitt leather so it's not all mitt leather it's it's mixed with new full grain leather yeah and then of course you have your website up stitchandrow.com and yeah uh, very well done love the logo that you have here the the pictures uh nice easy simple uh website to look at i'm looking at uh you know the picture of the black rawlings uh, wallet McGregor. So, I mean, there's each wallet is very it's, you know, obviously made by you one of a kind. And it looks like you have a, a certain type of packaging with 1972 tops baseball cards. They look like. Um, so well, <laughs> you're asking me if I was into baseball, I actually am not a sports person at all. <laughs> that's okay. Um, yeah, so I I told Ed that for the first time, and none of the Twitter people really know that. So um, okay. Yeah, I was. Was, was I Ed was, shocked? What was Ed's reaction? That that's Ed Rivera of the Dad Hat Chronicles for those of you who listen to both of us. He was uh, pretty shocked, but mm -hmm. you know, I mean, everyone's been very encouraging and welcoming in this. Uh, I don't know, in the sports, the collectors, all the card collectors, I think that's a lot of the followers that I have on Twitter is card collectors. So 
They would just assume you're a baseball fan. You have to. They do. They're like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, go whatever team it is they're talking about. Cause I have no clue. I, I don't even, I don't have a favorite team right now. Okay. Um, I definitely Google a lot of these names when someone asks me, do you have this signature? And I'll be mm. like, Oh yeah. Of, of the Cubs or whatever the Yankees. Um, so I, so I know what I'm talking about because I definitely don't. And some of these people, I don't even know how to pronounce their names. Oh boy. <laughs> Um, yeah, so. Well, that's, you know, I started when I, I write for Stadium Journey and I review ballparks and, and football stadiums and hockey rinks. I started doing high school basketball here in Indiana because we have the biggest and the best high school gyms. I, I never followed high school sports basketball, yeah. but I became a fan of going to these games and looking at the arenas and looking at the student section and watching games during sectional and here I am driving two hours south to Washington. I'm driving up to East Chicago. I'm out in Terre Haute watching a game just because somebody says you got to check this gym out. It's very different than others. Uh, so I know what that's like to fall, to do something, get involved in an area that you didn't really have a lot of experience. In. Uh, but, I mean, I'm looking at what you're making here, and you, you don't have to be a baseball game to put out wonderful, beautiful products. Yeah, and, and these gloves are just definitely one of a kind. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know Major League Baseball team doesn't contact you and say, "Hey, you want to put our logo on these? What can we do?" So, that's a huge compliment. Thank you. Yeah, um, no, no, these are nice. And your pick—I love the way you have your picture set up. And you know, being a baseball fan for forty some years, yeah, I, I can tell right off the bat that you know these were probably made from a baseball fan <laughs> yeah they weren't so that's kind of a kind of irony right yeah I mean it, it's like you said I I did photography before this um for quite a while um and I just kind of lost the joy from it and I just I don't know I nothing really sparked my attention until leather and leather. I was excited about leather at the, you know, in the beginning, but then I got really excited when I found the whole baseball side of it. And I don't know why. Um, I, I just think I liked the, you know, taking the mitt, finding the mitt and then turning mm -hmm. it into something, you know, useful that had been sitting at Goodwill and someone was just going to toss it out. So I took the mitt and turned it into a wallet and than the joy it brought other people. So I think yeah. I'm a little addicted to the joy that it's bringing other people. And, and yeah. And to make yeah. profit as well. So obviously you, you want to be, you want to make sure you're, you're paid. Uh, how long does it take to make an average? Um, they're all a little different. So some can take an hour and a half, which is oh, like the okay. smallest. There's some that can take three to four. Um, there's some that could take five hours. It just depends. And then if, the mitt is a little hard to take apart. It gets a little bit longer, <laughs> but okay. I, I definitely don't rush it. And I take my time. And definitely. if I mess up, I start over or I let someone know like, Hey, this happened, you know, there's like a little missed stitch here. Let me fix this or I'll discount it or something, you know, I, cause I, it's my hobby right now. It's my passion. So I want to make sure when I'm giving it to somebody, I'm not giving them something they're not happy with. So yeah. I want them to like it. Well, it's handcrafted. We like handcraft beer, handcraft burgers, <laughs> handcraft, you know, whiskey. Just kind of kind of goes with uh, everything here because it's not mass produced. 
Like I definitely said, definitely not. Of kind. No, definitely kind. Now you mentioned uh, a wallet drop. I, I have to admit, I have no idea what the heck that is. Can you can you explain that to me? I mean, yeah, I just I made up the it's a wallet drop. That's what I call it on Twitter. Um, okay. So I'll do custom orders off to the side, like commission. People will message me, and I'll do certain styles for them. They'll send me a mix so that that's like a commissioned piece that they reach out to me and I'll do for them. The other ones, I just have free range. I just create the wallets, like mostly what you see on my website or on Instagram or Twitter. Um, so I'll just design whatever I want with whatever mitts I want. And then I'll do a preview and then I'll let them know what day I'm going to drop them on Twitter. And then um, now I have a website though. So people don't just have to say comment, like say take, it's first come first, you know, to get. So um, I'll post like 19 different wallets or 20 different wallets, however many I made um, before that date. And whoever comments take first is who gets it. But now I'll have a link to my website. Um, this is just all kind of blown up really fast. Yeah. And, so. and it's, I mean, are you rethinking your strategy or you're just kind of you know, still just cruising. going with the flow. Go with the flow. <laughs> yep. I've yeah. Heard that I've yeah. heard that. So, a uh, couple other things. You, uh, your logo on the website was that who designed that, or is that something you created or professional? So done? I reached out to. Um, I'll have to. I'll have to pull his name up. It, it's mm -hmm. a little different to say, um, but I definitely tag him every time I post it. Um, so if anyone wants to know who created that, yeah. he's very talented. I definitely did not draw that. I worked with okay. him. Yeah, it's a good look. I look. wanted it to look, yeah. Yeah, I definitely like the uh, the R, the, I mean, stitch and row. That's a great way of using, incorporating your last name and mm -hmm. what you do. So it's, that was hard. Yeah, that was <laughs> that hard. Was hard how long trying did, to figure out. How long did it take you to come up with that name? Or did you throw others out there? Probably two months to come okay. up with that. Good. yeah it was it got pretty painful towards the end i was i just give up <laughs> yeah it's uh, i hear you and you can also check out sarah's work on instagram as well plenty of pictures there twitter uh so definitely work in the uh, social media aspect of everything and you have 2000 over 2000 followers so people are liking what you do here but besides wallets, you said you can, you know, what are you making anything else? Uh, or is it obviously predominantly wallets, but is there anything else you're making? Um, the local leather shop that I go to um, downtown Land Orleans, um, I meet other makers in there. And I eventually am going to go and learn how to make a bag. He's very talented. Oh, okay. Um yeah, so I'm going to go hang out in his leather shop and with him and his wife, and he's going to show me how to make a leather messenger bag or whatever bag I decide on making. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm excited about that. And eventually, like I was telling Ed on the last podcast, um, I want to, I know I have a lot up my sleeves, but I really want to make a pair of custom shoes. Um, I think that'd be really neat. Yeah, a custom yes. pair of sneakers okay, and somehow incorporate baseball into them. So like the swoosh, maybe make it part of, you know, the mitt, use the mitt part to make the swoosh or mm -hmm. however. Um, I don't know. I just have some ideas and I want to try to incorporate it into shoes. I think it'd be neat. Yeah. Well, listen, the sky's the limit because I mean, look exactly. at what you, 
I mean, you said you started this, the thought started in January. Yeah. And here we are in September and you're making, you have a website, you have people ordering from you. So that's a huge jump. So yeah, shoes in about a year, correct? <laughs> yes. I am. Um, when I have my mindset on something, I, mm-hmm. I don't really stop. I kind of just run with it. Um, I get things done. Yeah. So, and I finally got my website done. <laughs> that took forever too. Yeah. I, t- I tell you, it's when you, when you start a bit, when you start something small, you know, and you say, hey, let me make a website and you think it's easy, but yeah, it takes some time. No. Like, I don't really have a website myself, but I think about it, you know, you, you, yeah. you want to you get your name out there. Now, being that we are in the basketball loving state of Indiana, uh, anything you can make out of a basketball or. I honestly, um, I've had people ask me that before. Yeah. I have not been able to get my hands on a leather basketball. Okay. Um, they're all like composite leather. So whenever I do, though, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, I am. Um, so somebody reached out to me and asked me if I could do something with hockey equipment. And um, I was like, I have no clue where to buy that at. Um, I don't even, I've never been to a hockey game. Um, I have been to baseball, okay. but so they're telling me they're going to send me equipment, you know, like a, a goalie's mitt and like the block pad. I don't know if I'm saying this right. I'm yeah, sure I'm a not. goalie's pad. Yes. A goalie's pad. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I thought this mitt was just going to be tiny and oh. it shows, <laughs> oh, it shows it? up <laughs> to my door. <laughs> this is just a mitt. I mean, it's bigger yeah. than my head. Oh my um, God. You know what? I don't Yeah, That is huge. Yeah. So like when I'm picturing, you know, when I'm picturing this um, yeah. in the picture, like a few weeks before, I'm like, well, what parts could I use for? And here's the, yeah. the pad. Like it's huge, too. So I'm like CCM. trying to picture in the pictures before it got here and it gets here. And I'm like, this thing is massive. I could probably make like 10 wallets out of it. You I don't know. know. So, and, and they and they sent that to you for free, correct? Yeah. So yeah. it's going to go towards his. um because I've never done it before. Usually the price is the same because I have not figured out really pricing yet. If they send them it or they don't send them it, it's, it's just all the same because I still mm. have to cut it up and it's a lot. So I haven't well, figured all that out. There is a hockey store up here in Fishers, Indiana. Uh, it's Pirani's Hockey World. Okay, and, I'll have to check then, that out. Yeah, it's on uh, 96th Street near the Menards. And uh, I want to say Sam's Club. Yeah, it's near the Sam's Club right off of 69 this is kind of weird having a conversation with somebody that lives in the same city as you yeah we could just talk exactly what you're talking about i know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about you know uh you could also go to play it again sports there are several locations they probably have some old equipment lying around Uh, i know when i coach baseball at my middle school many years not many years ago about 10 i would get gloves from uh what's it called it's not it's not the goodwill it was maybe like a salvation army type of store and they would have these mitts for two three bucks and i would just buy them because a lot of the kids who came out for baseball didn't have gloves mm-hmm. take one for you who's going to repurpose them you know definitely uh things to look out for you just you just ask somebody hey you got an old baseball glove lying around yeah <laughs> I have enough right now. I need to, okay. I need to try to pump out more. I've, I've got so many mitts. I just need to find the time. Cause yeah. like I said, like I'm, 
I'm the only one doing all this marketing and the shipping and in creating and a full-time job. And it's, it's been, it's been very overwhelming, but Definitely. I really enjoy it. So it doesn't feel like a, a second job. Well, I, that, I actually you know, enjoy it. Yeah. That's the thing. If you like what you do, you won't let it feel like a second job. And here you are. It's, you know, there's some of us, you know, my brother, he, he plays in a cover band. Uh, I travel to ballparks and do podcasts, you know, you're making leather. Uh, my buddy, you know, was a beekeeper. Now, I guess you'd be a leathersmith, correct? Is that the, the proper term? I I guess, yeah, yeah. leathermaker. Um, yeah, I'm still learning. So, I mean, I'm so new to this. I don't even know if I was, I was telling Ed on the last last podcast, if I was even telling him the right tools. I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope no one you know listens. What? I, I, was like, I, have, I hope I'm saying the right things. I, mean, I don't know anything about the tools, but like I said, it's nice that, you know, we can do things we love make some money off of it and uh, enjoy doing it. Cause that, that's yeah. not the case. Some, some of us go home, we just watch TV and just we're yeah. bored. Now you're making leather and hope you're not staying up to the wee hours. To oh, I, I am some nights. Like I, I just want to see a project completed. And yeah. I mean, it's not even just about the money. It's just the joy that I find yeah. in it. And I, I'm sure a lot of people lost joy in certain things during COVID just like me and, to find that joy again and excitement and you know it it's hard to find so if you do find it go with it um that's i don't know i, I just really like it okay. i'm sure i've annoyed people with talking about leather <laughs> no no i mean it's i think we've covered about a half hour so far talking about leather. so yeah i know i i i was telling co-workers i was like i'm so nervous someone asked me to be on a podcast they're like just talk about leather it'll be easy yeah talk I'm like, about right, leather i, I mean and here's the thing it's like you know the leathers like do you get a glove where you say i can't use this glove at all like it's just too old and frail if it's dry rotted yeah okay. I'll, I'll definitely let somebody know um usually before they send it, i have them send me like pretty detailed pictures so i can kind of at least see if it's even uh usable in the picture but um for the most part everything's been great and if i can't use it then I mean, it's dry rotted, so I kind of have to toss it. Ooh. And then any international interest or has it all mostly been from? Oh, no, it's um, yeah, I've had um, UK, Canada. Yeah. So it's all over. I ship everywhere. Wow. wow. Yeah. So who, from is somebody requesting a uh, sending you a baseball from the UK or is it? Uh, they, they bought one from they, here. OK, they bought one. Okay, yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. A few. Yeah. The actually the hockey came from um, Canada. I I had a feeling that looked like it was <laughs> either that or somebody up in Michigan or Wisconsin. Uh, yeah. Hockey's quite popular. And uh, are you doing anything locally with uh, your company or is it just social media? Are you looking at TV appearances on like the morning shows or going to a farmer's market? I don't even know how to do that. No, um, okay. I, just, I know I I don't even have inventory right now. I, okay. As soon as it's made, I'm literally shipping it out. I have one I just finished right before this podcast and I'm going to wrap it up after this podcast and get it ready for tomorrow to be shipped. Um, yeah. I literally, as soon as it's made, it's gone. I don't, I, I can't even, everyone asks me what I have an in inventory and I, I have nothing. It sells that quick. Okay. Now here's one thing. Let's say somebody wanted to take a baseball glove, but they wanted the IU logo on it. Cause you know, we live with somebody who's your fans could you do that could you place you know iu is not known for baseball but 
could you make a glove with and stamp a logo on it of any kind? Um, or do you so run into be, trademark problems? I think, yeah, I think if someone wanted to take a patch from something else okay. and put it on there, I'm no lawyer, but I know if I remade uh, a stamp, that definitely would not be yeah. great. Um, but if they were to take a um, patch off of a shirt or something and want it stitched into okay. a mitt or something, I could do that. But um, okay, yeah, just just got me thinking there because you know, like, yeah. I, I know a lot of people out here. I know how they think with their, I mean, you know, here baseball's not, I mean, baseball's popular, but definitely not compared to IU basketball or Purdue, even Butler, you know, yeah. at one time. So I can see people looking for those things and obviously taking an old football or something leather and putting the Colts logo on it uh, would be very popular as well. So, yeah, I have a stack of footballs um, to make some wallets out of, but like I said, okay. I just need time. Yeah, I just need um, time to do it yeah need time and you know, who knows maybe you'll grow so big you can uh, hire an apprentice <laughs> they can learn that would be the awesome trade. they can learn i'd have, the trade to, from you. I'd have to definitely um getting i wouldn't have control of that so i would definitely have to yeah. be comfortable you know you kind of you don't want to i don't know like quality control you know you don't want I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say yeah. here. I, you know, I, I like that I have control of the quality. You, exactly. You, you, yeah. you do it your way. And if you had, you know, you would have to train them in a way where they would have to do it exactly like you do. Oh yeah. It's yeah. It's nice yeah. to just do it. I don't do want that yourself. to fall off. So yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear it. Well, maybe one day, many years, you know, a few years from now, when you become <laughs> a mogul, mogul and an empire of leather made products, you can. I really like that. the design part of it. So if I could just design it and then. I know there's other makers out there that are really, mm -hmm. really good at their what they do. So have you I talked to them? Design. Has anybody reached out, talk shop with you about it? Oh yeah, I have. Okay. Uh, I have other ones, other makers on Instagram that will reach out to me and tell me that I've inspired them. Um, oh nice! It literally just happened yesterday, and he wanted to share that he made a watch band out of a baseball. So he's like he was looking for some material and, and i was like send me your address i'll send you some i have plenty to share so mm -hmm. um he'll be getting a package from me um but it was really exciting because i'm really new to this too yes. and so is he. yes i don't think he realizes how new i am to it so well um, you're fooling a lot of people sarah so keep doing it <laughs> keep doing it because these are beautiful gloves like i said you can take a look on her website at these pictures and uh if you're interested contact her and uh, she'll you, you said your price they're not set they're ju they just depend on yeah the glove um, it'd be hard to tell you like a price of one because okay. I don't I don't have anything in front of me to show you and I know people can't picture anything but like the highest one is like 275 okay and that's a football one um and then under that it's 250 and some of the custom ones start at 250 now if someone's like really specific with something that they want then it might change all right yeah okay so yeah these are not those ten dollar wallets you buy at marshall's or tj maxx which yeah they're all hand stitched um <laughs> saddle stitched um i prick the holes with pricking irons and then i hand stitch every one of them so it's a very tedious um work that you've got to be very patient for mm -hmm. yeah and that's not a lot of other people like doing this so if you find joy in this yeah you're definitely getting something that is uh well-crafted and, and well-made. So Sarah, I appreciate you coming on here and uh, talking about your business and your leather products. 
and uh, hope the best uh, to come in the, uh, you know, next year or two. Hey, thank you. All right. All right. So Sarah Rowe, you can find her at stitchandrow.com. You can also find her on Instagram, stitchandrow, and uh, Twitter at stitchandrow. So not too hard to find. Thank you. All right. So anything you want to say before we leave, any words of inspiration, things like that? Um, if you're thinking about picking up a hobby, do it. All right. <laughs> you won't regret it. Okay. That was Sarah Rowe of Rowe and Stitch. So when uh, I looked at her products and I heard her say she wasn't a baseball fan, that sort of shocked me. Wonderful products. Hour and a half it takes to make a wallet from a glove. I would have loved to have heard exactly what she does to make these, but uh, I like the products. So, you know, I'm looking at the site right now, Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, glove that somebody probably sent her. And you can now have, I'm sorry, Rod Carew. I saw Ken Griffey Jr. on something else, but Rod Carew glove. She probably doesn't even know who Rod Carew was. He was a seven-time batting champion in the American League. Rookie of the year in 67, 1977, he batted 388 for the Twins while winning the MVP. Uh, 3,000 hit in 1985, born in Panama. I think he had about 90 or 91 home runs. Stole 10 bases in 1970. 10 or 12 bases of home. He stole home that many times. Yeah, I don't know anything about baseball. Yeah, Rod Carew, one of the, the sweetest swings you'll ever see in, in baseball. Uh Hall of Famer with the Twins and then the California Angels. Never played in the World Series. Played in a lot of divisional championship series. I think it was 69, 70, 79, and 82. So he played for four of them. Twins were never that strong uh, after Billy Martin left. And by the time uh, he retired, uh, he had masked uh, well over 3,000 hits and landed in Cooperstown six years after that. So uh, great to see my knowledge of baseball out there. And I, I think I'm pretty darn close. I think I'm pretty darn close with the home run total. Uh, I'll, I'll take a look. I'll take a look at that. So yes, great conversations. Like I was telling Sarah, I usually have 92 home runs. I was right. Uh, I hit that on the spot. Uh, 328 lifetime batting average, 328, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. He won. The batting title, his first in 1969, his last in 78. I did look that up. And, uh, yeah, he was one heck of a player. Rookie of the year in 67. Who was the NL rookie of the year in 67? What's that? That's Tom Seaver. Okay. Didn't have to look that up either. So I kind of forgot what I was going to say. I like when I have individuals come on here that are not part of baseball. You know, if it's a YouTuber, uh, if, like Spencer Collins, if it's uh, a fellow podcast person like Anna, from the Bucketheads uh, podcast, b- baseball Buckethead list. Or if it's somebody like Sarah who makes wallets out of baseball gloves because she's a leather craftsman or leather leathersmith. I like the word leathersmith. I am a leathersmith. But yeah, beautiful products. And like I said, it's uh, she's, making, she's making some nice money with it. I know that's uh, not important. And you do have to love what you do. I don't know if I want to sit here and deconstruct a leather glove and make it into a wallet, but God bless her for doing that. And I'm sure we're going to see some amazing products, whether they're bags or shoes 
or wallets made out of leather basketballs. I, I came in, I came and tell you if that's even a thing, but who knows? Who knows? So anyway, guys, thank you for listening. I appreciate you coming on here and talking with me or listening to me. And uh, like I said, check me out online, on social media, Ballpark Hunter on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, not Facebook. I'm sorry. You can follow me on Facebook, Mark Fikas. It's just not Ballpark Hunter. Uh, but you can check me out on YouTube and you can also enjoy Stadium Journey. I write a lot of great articles and you can also listen to my Stadium Journey podcast with Dave, Dan and Paul. Uh, we have uh, not weekly banter. Uh, we have every other week banter about all sorts of sports, not baseball. So this is like when I talk about baseball, it's just me. When I talk about every other sport, it's with those crazy guys. Uh, so until next time, this is Mark, the ballpark hunter. Thank you for uh, listening. Thank you for watching and uh, take care. Adios.